0: I will restore the fortunes of my people Israel and they shall rebuild the ruined cities and inhabit them. They shall plant vineyards and drink their wine and they shall make gardens and eat their fruit. I will plant them on their land and they shall never again be uprooted out of the land that I have given them, says the Lord your God. Can I get it? Amen. I mean, hey now. Oh, hey man. Hey now. Oh, <laughs> <Yeah>. Hey. <Ooh>. <laughs> <laughs> Clara, what song were you singing? <laughs> what
1: Spanish song starts? I said with? Amen. I said Amen.
0: Oh, I thought you were saying Amen. No. Amen. Yes. Amen. You said, can I get an am amen? No. like. So let's let's rewind this. Can I get an Amen? Amen. Can I get an Amen with more enthusiasm? <laughs> Please, a little more enthusiasm. Amen. There we go. Thank you, honey. (laughs) Ooh. Hey, Father. How you doing? Oh, I'm doing well. So, what story are we getting into today? You got it. Call back later. (gasps) You guys, this week... We're getting into a new book, the book of Amos. Woo! Welcome to another episode of Bible <laughs> Stories with me, Brianda. Brianda. And of course, joining me another week, my work wifey, the Spanish croquette, Spanish vixen, La Clara NYC. How are you? I feel like a big old dumb idiot. I'll tell you that much. Um, Where to begin? I thought we were coming in episode 54 I had my little intro ready. I was about. To, I brought a little Kleenex in case I was going to get emotional. Wait, it is episode
1: fifty-four.
0: Okay, I thought this episode marked one year of starting. Oh boy, Bible stories. I didn't know that there were fifty-two weeks in a year, not fifty-four. <gasps> we missed it. We missed it. Okay, but but what I wait? But what I don't understand? Oh, oh wait. I know what it is, Clara. Because on our release, we released two two episodes, and but our one year is coming up. Our one year is March tenth. Oh, there you go. Wait, is that today? When they by the time they hear it, pull. What's your calendar? What's the what's going to be the? It's going to be. Sorry, guys. Wednesday, the ninth. Okay, so it is our one year. Oh yes, yay! Okay, never mind. I don't feel like a idiot. I retract that. Sorry, God. So one year ago, tomorrow, we launched a little baby that could Bible Stories with Brianda. I had no idea what I was signing up for. I didn't, I up until we were shooting, my internal dialogue was, I should not be doing this. <laughs> like, they got yeah. the wrong person. What have, like, I never in my wildest dreams even thought about doing a show about the Bible as I'm maturing in my faith. It's just wild, you know? So, thank you to Wheezy for seeing something in me, for investing in me, uh, for making this all possible, for trusting me. She literally said, What's your idea? Go wow which is every creative's dream is yeah. just give me your money and let me do what i want to do whatever i want to do and um i'll never i'll never yeah i i don't know she's just and like until we grow old I will probably send her just money cuz, just cuz, just anything. Even stuff she wasn't a part of, I'll probably send her money. <laughs> you know what I mean? And then Clara came in later. Like, well, first of all, Clara, you guys don't know this. Clara was there day one, just helping oh, yeah. out with WTF media stuff. So she was there too. You saw it's it. true, yeah. How nervous was I? I you were freaking out. I was so nervous that day. And now, now look at it, look at us.
1: Now was like, okay, just another day. Come on, what story we're doing?
0: Yeah. yeah. Oh gosh. And can you imagine year two, like what that's going to look like? And you guys know for any new listeners here, there is an end date for Bible. We already know this. When we get to the end of the Bible, that will be the final episode. And uh, I think that's going to be really exciting for us too. I know. And who knows what, where, else, whether tentacles of Bible stories can come from this podcast. Mm-hmm. Um... I don't know. Any thoughts? Any
1: thoughts, Clara? Mm. I mean, anniversaries are
0: always cool, you know? I know. You just had your anniversary with your boo. Yes. Why? Oh, okay. Okay. She's being mom, guys. She's being mom again. Okay, fine. I'll respect your boundaries, Clara. I want to give a special shout out before we jump into the story which we are going to make this quick uh, for those who come for the Bible stories. I, I respect it, and I respect you, and I respect your time and patience while Claire and I talk about Chipotle and indigestion. <laughs> uh, <laughs> um, and looks. I mean, get into it. I love my look this week.
1: You, you know how much I'm feeling it.
0: Hi, Tangie. I, I, well, I just went off like two different things. We're going to get to Boo in a second. Uh, the look, Cl- Claire said I look like Frida Kahlo.
1: I mean, come on, look at this. We're going to put a picture of Frida Kahlo here right next to you. There you go. There you go. Look like that a little bit. There you (laughs) go.
0: Um, first of all, we got pretty calling the studio today, guys. Uh, thank you. Listen, she is an iconic, legendary woman 100%. and I will take it. 100%. Um, so boo back to booze. Speaking of booze, uh, I wanted to say a major congratulations to my cousin, Alana, who is getting married, uh, who my, my aunts try and pin me against cause we're the same age. And she's getting married, but little do they know is that Alana is actually my home girl, my home dog, and the reason I'm bringing her up is because it's a it's a union based around the Lord, and she waited. But, oh, wow! Tell us a story. But wait, like I'm talking about her and her fiance uh, waited. They were they were waiting for each other to. Uh, they waited. Wait, they were celibate. They were celibate until marriage, and uh-huh. they did it. And in about a couple of days, that bad boy is going to be out the window <laughs> because, hey, man, once you're married, it's on and popping. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> um, And and I mean, I don't want to put herself out there. Uh, oh gosh, maybe I, I'll ask her before I release this to see if this is okay. I think she'll be fine with it. Um, She's an in, she's such an inspiration for me. I remember us being, she was six and I was seven. We're like eight months apart in age. And she was already a Christian. She's had her call very, very young. Wow. And by the way, her sisters are not. Mm. She was like growing up, she was the only one in our house who went to church. What about her parents? We're all kind of like in, when you're from a third world country, everyone kind of believes in God. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. But- Not everyone's practicing. You know what that reminds me of? What? Have you seen the movie Matilda? Matilda? Yeah. Uh,
1: yeah. This is this little kid that is like, she's the only one in her family who is interested in reading and like, and all her family is like, "Eh." like they don't care.
0: That's it. That was Alana. It reminds me of your cousin. That was Alana. I remember being in our grandmother's SUV waiting for something. We were like in El Campo or something. And... She, I just randomly started asking her about the like death in the end days. I don't know. I was a dark kid. Okay. <laughs> I know. I know. I get it. I don't, I don't, it's been there for a while. <laughs> and she told me, she was the first person to ever explain to me a story from the Bible. Oh. She told me about the story of the book of Revelations, seven and six years old. What? Yes. She is, a, she's always been Wow. Uh, spiritually so mature and, um, such a huge influence on me. And I I think about her all the time, honestly. And even, even when I was lost in the sauce, which for me, I was personally lost. If you don't believe, I'm not calling you lost. Stop putting this back on yourself, you narcissist. I'm talking about me here. When the times where I didn't believe in God, I felt lost, okay? I felt lost. And um, that memory of time when she would explain Bible stories to me as kids, uh kind of grounded me, made me feel a little less alone. I bet she was super happy when you had your calling.
1: It was like, yeah, fine, Are you kidding we can me? finally
0: finally we're the full best friend. Are you kidding me? I mean I told her I, I gave her a call uh because I won't be able to go to the wedding and she literally just said Brianna you have to be patient. You're gonna you're gonna find your, your guy and any brother and sister knows that like we're here to affirm one another. You know what I mean? Mm. Um yo I
1: don't know like not to make these whole episode about love, but I was just, that just reminded me of what David was saying on our last Zoom call. Shout out, lead Bible babe, David. Yeah. Like, I think it was very inspirational to be to be honest. Like tell tell the, us what he said. Like the whole relationship that he's like, so basically he is one of our patrons and patrons. we had a monthly patron. patron exactly. And And he was telling us about his new relationship that he got into and like how they like tap in in each other all the time well not all the time but like regularly and like make sure that they they're both like aligned on what do they expect from each other or not only like making sure they're aligned but more so like okay tell me what you expect from me I'll tell you what I expect from you and kind of like just clear out what's possible what's not like what can we work on or what's out the door Mm -hmm. just like I think it's like a super healthy and He was saying, like, he's been waiting, you know, he was, like, probably focused on other things or whatever. And, like, since the moment he met or came across her, he was like, yeah, I know. He knew. Yeah, it's her. And it's like, I don't care how long it takes because I know it's her, so it's just... You know, a matter of waiting. Tell me, and the confidence he was talking about it too was like that is very attractive on a you know on, on a man a, yeah on a man. So it's like, like
0: that persistence, but that persistence not the creepy, not the creepy. No, pers- exactly. Well, here you go. It's not creepy when it's right, and especially when it's rooted in God, adjo- mutually. Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah. So well, that's the thing. That's what makes it when it's mutual.
1: It's super romantic. If it's non mutual, it can be creepy I as fuck. I mean, like yeah, good, like just but not like that's not the type of confidence he was talking like he was talking like just like so sure that she was the one for him that he he just like didn't care he could wait whatever like you know
0: he and oh my gosh i don't mean to be airing out david's like, like personal stuff story. but i think he'll be i think well, again we'll ask him if this is okay to say before we release but uh he, they he they had been friends for 4 months before I know, yeah. it was and she she wanted that
1: mm-hmm. and
0: he was willing to wait yeah. for her as long cuz he knew like that's what you were saying he knew from the jump mm-hmm. and she said i need i need some time 4 months and they spoke about it they spoke about their intentions they spoke about how they're going to individually continue their relationship with god and also bring that together how they're going to edify one another build each other up that's what i was saying it's when i see other christian couples i get inspired and like motivated for i don't it's never yeah. Like, you know what I'm saying? It's never, I never, I don't ever feel, oh, when is it going to be me? If anything, I'm like, I can't wait for that to be me. Yeah. But also you're happy for them. Oh, yeah. another one for God. We won. <laughs> uh, point for us. <laughs> you know? <gasps> Anyways, yeah, no, it's, it's, a, it's a love, it's a love day. And um, God loves his children. God love. oh, uh, and, oh, which brings us to today's episode. Oh, Look at that. I know. What a smooth little transition. Poetic. We're getting into a new book, the book of Amos. And this book is basically uh, nine chapters. It's one of the, he's one of the nine, um, pardon. Amos is one of the minor prophets of the prophets in the Old Testament. And there are nine chapters. We're going to cover all of them today. Uh, I'll be honest, it's one of those books that I kind of overlooked. It's one of those books that I, I uh, there's so many other fa- more famous books that sometimes, you know, some get swept. And it's really unfortunate because in preparation for this episode, I realized, whoa, the the common thread of this book is kind of like a common thread for the entire Bible, and it is about the Lord's connection to his children specifically. And by his children, I mean, we're all his children, all of us, even if you don't believe, the notion is you are a child of God for, for believers. But Amos dis- makes a, like a distinction between them in a way that doesn't exclude, it actually unifies. Ooh, okay, let's get into it. But wait, guys. Before we dive into the background of Amos, I have a few house announcements, okay? For those that are new to the podcast and new to the channel, in the 12 months of doing this show, we've been going in chronological reading order in which each individual book was written, okay? We are not going in Bible order because the way the books are set up are not the order in which they were intended to be read. We are currently balancing the main storyline of the Lord's covenant promises and judgment over Israel, where we left off with 2 Kings and 2 Chronicles, but we are also weaving in the prophetic books for this time period. I mean, you guys remember we did Obadiah, Jonah. We just started Isaiah a couple weeks ago, but because Isaiah's lengthy 66 chapters takes place over 40 years, we're going to splice in shorter, minor profit books in between. Like today's book, Amos. Like I said before, it's nine chapters. Easy breezy, beautiful cover girl. Okay. Grab your snacks. Let's dive in. Of the nine chapters of the book of Amos, the majority were written by him. But some scholars say that the last couple chapters were actually written after his death. Some people contest that. I don't know. Hey, hey, now, I'm not here to be conspiratorial. I'm just providing you with the information that I researched for the show because we're Bible babes in the faith. You know what I'm saying? We're committed. We're about that life. Uh. <laughs> the theme that runs through the book is one of protest against the social injustices that were taking place in the northern kingdom of Israel during the reign of Jeroboam II, or J.J., J.B.J.J. J. J.B.J.J. J. J. We call him so many different things on the show, but I'm pretty sure we called him J.B. II. Okay. Clara says we called him J.J. Let us know in the comments which was the name. We'll go back to whatever wins. Whatever they... <laughs> <laughs> exactly. <laughs> whatever they like the most, we'll go back to that. I'm pretty sure it was J.B., but um, uh, J.B. II. Okay. And along with this protest is the warning that Yahweh will surely punish the nation for violating the demands of justice. The punishment will come in the form of captivity by a foreign power and the end of Israel as a nation, which we already know because we read Isaiah we know that they already fell. Mm-hmm. Remember? Mm-hmm. That's why these prophetic books are great because they give you context as to what is actually happening, what happened a little bit before and what happened a little bit after. Mm. Me entiendes? That's why it's so good to read the Bible with laws of hermeneutics in mind. <laughs> you know, it's a tough job being so fab. <laughs> Am I an academic, babe? <laughs> Academia? Hi. Brianna here at your service. <laughs> <laughs> okay, back back to Amos. <clears throat> Amos was a shepherd who lived in the region of Tekoa. It was a city near Jerusalem. And he made his living by raising sheep and taking care of sycamore trees. <gasps> I mean, that
1: makes sense. If he was a shepherd, that he raised sheep. like That's not true,
0: but not, not many shepherds. Uh, care about sycamore trees the trees you're right (gasps) oh a song a song a song is coming to me just beyond the riverbed uh pocahontas how high does the sycamore grow when you cut it down do you know how high sycamore trees grow no anywhere from 75 feet to 100 feet how'd you know that i don't know where i pulled that out of but i think it's true (laughs) Anywho. (laughs) Hi, Tanji. And this is Brianda in (laughs) real life, (laughs) y'all. Listen, the people that are here for the Bible, I'm so sorry. No more. We're back to business here. Now we're back to business, okay? So let's dive into some scripture because there's nothing more important than the scripture. We're going to dive in with... Amos chapter one, verses one to two. The words of Amos, who was among the shepherds of Tekoa, which he saw concerning Israel in the days of Uzziah, king of Judah, and in the days of Jeroboam, the son of Joash, the king of Israel, two years before the earthquake. And he said, the Lord, all caps, all caps, the Lord, roars from Zion and utters his voice from Jerusalem. The pastures of the shepherds mourn and the top of Carmel withers. A couple things. Zion mountain in Jerusalem. Or they say that uh, Jerusalem was built on the Zion mountain, yada, yada, yada. Uh, I also want to say Carmel. Carmel is a mountain in Jerusalem as well. Yeah, Mount Carmel. I don't know where I've heard that, maybe in the podcast at some
1: point, but it just sounds like I've heard it before.
0: Huh, okay, cool. Well, there we go. Biblical Clara. I love it. (laughs) Episode 80, guys, episode 80. Um, And I wanted to uh, end it with this. Anytime in the Bible you see Lord is written in all caps, that means that in the Hebrew translation, when they were translating it to the English that you see right now in front of you, if you guys are English speakers, uh, of course, like it's different for others like Jehovah and you know what I'm saying. Anyways, When you see Lord in all caps, that is using the Lord's personal name, Yahweh. Okay, sometimes like in Isaiah, they they refer to God as Elohim. Elohim is uh, God is our creator. That's the more general term of God, the deity, God. Whereas Yahweh, that's a name, that's a personal noun. Your that's name is Brianda? Yes, that you're Clara, I'm Brianda. Oh. Dolly Parton is Dolly Parton. Yahweh, that's his name. And it's so holy, uh, high tangy, not high tangy. You know, um, some scholars say that the reason why they removed uh, Yahweh from the Bible, even the way it's spelled, it's not. it's Y-H-W-H. It's even hard. It's even like tricky to pronounce. Yeah. That's why we put it as Yahweh now to make it easier for us. But um, some scholars say it's because the name was so holy, so holy, that they didn't even want people to use it in vain. Like if you're – we should not be using the Lord's name in vain. I've been guilty of it. Lord, please forgive me and pray for me, brothers and sisters. But uh, to use his personal name in vain, I've never – I would never even dream about doing that. That that was a why. Uh, that would be like me disrespecting my mom. I don't know what to tell uh. you. It's like no immigrant wants to disrespect their mom. Uh, uh-uh. exactly. So <laughs> like it's kind of like that, but times ten, times a
1: million. But okay, I just don't understand why calling him by his name is disrespectful.
0: No, no, no. Using the Lord's name in vain. Ah, uh, ah. meaning like. Uh, en bal, en balde. Yeah. Yes, exactly. Para nada. Yes. Or nothing.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I understand. Do you understand? Yeah, I thought it was like. Do you think t- I need to explain that? I just, for some reason, I thought you were saying, um, calling him by his name, and I'm like, why can you? Just no, 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 say no, no, no no, no, no. Okay, now I get it. Now I get it.
0: Oh no, that's. That for us, when we see that, it's like, oh my gosh, the prophets revealed that, that's important. That's super important. And it again, personalizes this this presence for us, you know? So another thing that I wanted to uh, say to you guys is in that verse, when he says, the Lord, all caps, roars from Zion and utters his voice from Jerusalem. I think Amos is trying to make it clear that he's talking to the chosen people, the Lord's chosen people, mm. that he chose to take over Canaan and develop a new nation. He made a promise to the people of Abraham's line. He's talking to them mm. for all the injustices now at this point. Right. It's like he, he makes a distinction here. Uh, um, at least that's how I interpret it. Bible babes, if you guys have other diff- different interpretations, please let us know. But I will say... That later on in Amos chapter 3, we're going to jump a little bit. It kind of confirms what I'm thinking. Amos chapter 3, verse 2 I choose you, Israel, from among all the families of the earth, and this is why I will punish you for all of your sins. I choose you, Israel, from among all the families of the earth, and this is why I will punish you for all your sins. Uh high tangy, not high tangy, if I could expand on this a little bit. Mm. I have young nieces and I'm sure that we have parents listening to the show who have young children. When you go to a birthday party, Claire, you're about to go to a baby shower soon mm. where there are a bunch of different kids. Uh, kids, different parents are there, different backgrounds playing. Mm. There's always going to be a couple of them fighting and crying at some point or another. There's going to be something happening. I thought you were going to say, at some point there's going to be one that needs a slap on the face. Hey now, well here, come That's here. That's what I say. That's, well, oh, this kid needs a slap on their face. Uh, you're violent. I'm going to, we're going to talk about that later. Uh, <laughs> but the, the high tangy is, let's just say you're a parent mm. and you see your kid hitting a number of kids. Oh. Hold on now. What you're going to say is, Clarita, ven acá. Clara del diablo ven acá, muchacha del diablo venga. And then he comes, mommy, why? Mommy, why? Llorando, crying, crying, mommy, I swear this Hold on. <laughs> listen to me. Clara, listen to me. Uh, six-year-old Clara, listen to me. Why were you hitting why were you hitting those other kids over there? But mommy, I swear they, they were hitting me first. I didn't ask that. I didn't ask you that. Why are you hitting them? Anthony hit me first! Anthony's not my kid right now. Listen. Actually, maybe My, that's that. a
1: lot of talking. My children would have gotten slapped three times throughout <laughs> all this time that you're talking to yours.
0: Well, actually, let me take it back. He doesn't, it's not that he says that Anthony isn't his child. It just says, I'm talking to you right now. Uh. You know what I mean? I want to I take that back, okay? <laughs> the, the, the high tangy, the theatrics took a turn. Um, he, it's more like this is Amos's moment. This is what that parent is directing his, mm. his punishment to his chosen people. This is what that is. Maybe later the parent will go back and say, hey, Anthony, what's been going on? I hear you've been, or maybe, you know, he'll talk to the other parents. I don't know. Even though God is God. I guess, the, I guess the, it doesn't really make sense now that I think about it. <laughs> I'm trying. Okay. But that's the first thing that came to my mind is like when a, when a parent talks to a child and all the child is doing is blaming it on other kids mm. and the Lord's like, no, I'm here to deal with you. Mm. And that's what, Am- that's what this whole chapter's about, especially chapters one to three. It reminds, it, it, it's Amos talking specifically to the Israelites. Like, you guys were chosen, you guys had a calling, and you chose to defy the calling. The covenant, that contract, y'all broke it. You will be judged far worse. Than those who did not receive that call does that make sense? Yeah because
1: they knew they had the calling right boom Right. exactly so they had a responsibility and they chose to not like not only not perform
0: it but do the opposite: Thank of. you yes and that uh, he later the great part about these prophetic books is that um, sometimes they're kind of like they sound some of them sound a little legal and then the others sound the others sound a little bit more poetic mm. and then in chapters four five you see more of the A poetic nature, still reprimanding, but in song. You know what I'm saying? And uh, here he calls out the people of Israel as hypocrites. Oh. So after he says that you're gonna be punished and it's gonna be by enemy nations that are gonna be way stronger than you, um, he calls out all the religious people. He calls them religious hypocrites um, because he sees that a good chunk of them are still going to church still wearing the garb, teaching their own, their own family members of the church. And they're going to church and all that jazz. Cool. And yet on their way to church, they pass hundreds of homeless, poor people starving while they throw out food Mm -hmm. that could then go to people who need it. They have a disregard for those that are less fortunate. They have all these these um they have all these things that of course anyone would be grateful for and yet they're not they have no regard for their neighbors how many of
1: how many people like this is in, in nowadays society though
0: hey now hey now hey now our dreams <laughs> hey
1: now, you're very musical today. Hey like I know you always are, but
0: to build a war between us, but to build a war between us, but they won't win. They they won't win. Okay, I know. I don't know. When I get nervous, I sing more. I'm like, ah. okay, hi Tanji. Real talk with this book. I was telling Clara, like I'm a little nervous about it because this is kind of like my first real like study pass at Amos. And I think that's maybe why I'm singing. If anytime you hear me sing, I'm actually nervous. <laughs> like, I'm just like, how can I divert? How but, can I?
1: I mean, it's better than sweating. You know, some people just start sweating like crazy. At least you sing.
0: Yeah, surprising. I guess, I guess. Um, but, but yeah, that's, that's, that's kind of what, what Amos tells those hypocrites in this sense Uh it, he was saying that he was trying to convey that the Lord is actually angered by that, that you're still offering these sacrifices to him when the way you treat others is a direct relation of how you treat him. What, what kind of relationship do you have with him if you're not giving to those that are less fortunate? And that doesn't have to be monetary, whatever your time, your, you know what I'm saying? What is that? Kindness. Kindness, yeah. compassion. And not only that, not a one-time thing, consistently. We're talking about habits here, right? Yeah, it's not about Thanksgiving and then moving along. No, right? So let's let's dive into some scripture. Amos chapter three, verses one to eight. Amos says, hear this word that the Lord has spoken against you. O people of Israel, against the whole family that I brought up out of the land of Egypt, you only... Have I known of all the families of the earth? Therefore, I will punish you for all your iniquities. Do two walk together unless they have agreed to meet? Huh? Does a lion roar in the forest when he has no prey? Does a young lion cry out from his den if he has taken nothing? Does a bird fall in a snare of the earth when there is no trap for it? Does a snare spring up from the ground when it has taken nothing? Mm -hmm. Is a trumpet blown in a city and the people are not afraid? Does disaster come to a city unless the Lord has done it? For the Lord God does nothing without revealing his secret to his servants, the prophets. The lion has roared, who will not fear? The Lord God has spoken. Who can but prophesy? If you guys need to play that back, play that back. Go back 15 seconds, go back 50 seconds, go back 50 seconds and play that back. Because Amos is clapping back at them in that that poem. That's him clapping back at them. Like, all of this is going to bite you in the butt, those decisions, you know? Is a trumpet blown in a city and the people are not afraid? Does disaster come to a city unless the Lord has done it? Hmm. Another. This is another part of the clapback, which maybe will land uh, a a bit more, um, uh, will make more sense is what I want to say, is in Amos chapter five, verses 21 to 24. The Lord conveys through Amos, I hate, I despise your feasts. I take no delight in your solemn assemblies. Even though you offer me your burnt offerings and grain offerings, I will not accept them. And the peace offerings of your fattened animals, I will not look upon them. Take away from me the noise of your songs. To the melody of your harps, I will not listen. But let justice roll down like waters and righteousness like an ever flowing stream. Whew. None of those rituals mean anything. Those rituals can't replace your morals, period. Man, in, in the state of the world, like I know, I don't ever, hi TNG, I don't ever, ever wanna get political and I'm not going to but but <laughs> man i feel like that message needs to be just megaphoned out to so many of these leaders that we have nowadays where is our compassion for for humanity this is not what well, what is this what is this territory what is this authoritarian this you know what i'm saying mm. treating people like cattle anyways simply going to church and observing Christmas or whatever. I know that's a pagan holiday, but you know what I'm saying. That's not enough. That's not enough. What are you doing on what are you doing today? Listeners, what are you doing today? When was the last time you did something for someone else? Um high tangy, not high tangy. I've been on antidepressants, I've been on mood stabilizers, I've been on microdosing, psychedelics. I've done so much stuff all this, you name it. But if it's one thing that the, our relationship with the Lord has taught me is that the best medicine for treating internal spiritual warfare or uh, a mental ailment is by helping someone else. In that moment, you're not thinking about your stuff. What Talk about escape. We're talking about healthy escapes. Imagine that, giving your time to someone else. Ugh, I hate being preachy. And it's rewarding as well.
1: That's actually, it's given us therapy for people that are going, are dealing with depression or feeling lonely, you know, people that suffered from a big loss. Do something for someone.
0: Go do some charity work. Volunteer to Soup Kitchen. Yeah. Um Yeah. coat drives a senior home i love my personal favorites is volunteering at senior homes oh i love old people
1: yeah me too they're so wise and i just want to listen to
0: them all day they're great and in in this culture in this culture they don't they don't care they don't they just throw them away like they didn't because you you have to understand this
1: culture this society is based on money and power and elderly don't Produce anymore. They don't
0: generate anymore money or power. So they're useless for society. It's so messed up. And you want to know, and I, again, I'm not a conservative or any by any means, but I do have some traditional values, obviously. And that's one thing that I'm taking. Call me a traditional, call me whatever you want. But if caring for my parents when they're peeing and pooping in their bed, like 90s, whatever. I want to do that. I want to be there for them. If that makes me a traditional conservative, call me that, you know? Um, I don't think that pe- we're so focused in, on ourselves and our own careers and our own, how, to, how do we get to the next stage that we forget that, we forget who birthed us. We forget who created us. There's no like gratitude for the people. There's no respect. Mm-hmm. I- and poop is
1: poop. When you're one year old and when you're 90 years old. So if they could change your diapers when yeah. you were one and smell your poop, you can do it too when they're 90.
0: That's the cycle That's of no, life. Poop. The circle of life. It's around. No- I actually have never seen Lion King, believe wow. it or not. Anyways, but it's kind of like that. It's like a cycle. Mm-hmm. They take care of us. We take care of them. The Bible tells us that too. We have to take care of our elders. Like, let's not forget. Anywho. That that was a high, high tangy. Kara, we may cut that out. But um, <laughs> anywho, that was Amos's clap back to, remember, the chosen people. If you have a call, it's your responsibility to share that gift. The call is a gift. If you, you receive the call, hello, hey, hey, father. Hey, father. Yeah, call back later. And then you never pick up after and you're still hearing the call. Yeah, the Lord knows your screen and his cons. You know, like he's calling you with a mission, an assignment. If you're scared about that assignment. Oh, did he just call you? No, it's Bible Babe Akaya. Let me just put this on. Oh, but oh, God, I, you, I was on a roll, Akaya. Anywho, um, what was I saying, Clara? Oh, you're calling. Yeah. Like it's an assignment. If you're scared about that assignment, more reason to prepare yourself for it. Take all of the Lord's preparations, dive in. It's gonna be uncomfortable, but it's an act of disrespect to not do it. Yeah, I said it. If you're not, if you're not, fulfilling. Yeah, I said. Clara, do the editing. Hey, you. Life is a gift. If you've received the call, guess what, buddy? It's your job. It's your moral obligation to share that gift, to exercise that gift. To not do so is an act of injustice. Moving right along. Now, the next order of business in Amos ripping the Israelites a new one is he calls them out for all of their idol worshipping, the idols I mean, they were everywhere. The Baals? Yeah, more, more gods. There are multiple gods, mama. And the three heavy hitters of idols at this time were Asherah, Anat, and Baal, Mm. the gods of sex, war, war, and weather. In that order? Yeah. So Baal was- So Baal is weather. Like the sun and all that. What? What? Anat. Anat. Is six. Moving right along, so, so babes, babes, please focus on here, right here, <laughs> Sorry. right here. Uh, <laughs> worshiping those gods may start out cute for some. Like we said, you know, the Lord prophesied, Clara, that in times of turmoil, like we said before in previous episodes, what do people do? They go to th- they go to things, anything to help them feel some kind of confirmation, yeah. a, a sense of. Okay, I'm going to be okay. Everything's going to be okay. They go to rocks. They go to crystals. They go to tarot cards. They go to people, psychics. Letters. Yeah. Yeah. Like, I, they need answers. They want answers, right? And it may start out cute. But what the Lord, because the Lord is an all, all-knowing, almighty Lord, who knows everything. He sees everything. He sees that that can, cause, that can give you some resolve temporarily. But what he's noticed... And we noticed this we know this through the the book of Amos, is that eventually those works make people do more self full things self I don't, I don't want to say selfish, no I'm oh. literally self things that are more self-indulgent or self-centered yes mm-hmm. they they tend to be a little bit more sealed off towards so them Yes, yes, just their own, just their own. And again, that goes against what we just said, that goes against God's just laws, Mm. which we are to be helpful to others as well. This highlights the fact that our relationship with Yahweh, our one true God, starts out, may start out not as cute, but ends in something even greater. Like it would make, por ejemplo, it, it, for example, it would make volunteering or doing all these other things almost like an impulse. It would almost feel like you're not even trying at one point. The more you do it, you know, the more you develop a relationship with God, wanting to help others happens like that. Hmm. Like, you know, does that, is, is, what I'm, is that is what I'm saying? Let's hop into some scripture. Okay. Let's hop into some scripture because maybe, maybe it'll land better. The scripture is way better than what I have to say. You know, Amos chapter five, verses 14 to 15. Seek good and not evil that you may live. And so the Lord, the God of hosts will be with you. As you have said, hate evil and love good and establish justice in the gate. It may be that the Lord, the God of hosts will be gracious to the remnant of Joseph.
1: Mm. Oh, José. Mm-hmm. That's Jesus'
0: father. No, not that one. Oh. Damn it. No, Mama. But um, we're talking about one of Jacob's children, mm. one of the twelve. Uh, who were you here for our uh, Jacob episode?
1: Yeah. That I don't remember.
0: Okay, someone's got a review. Hey, this is a great reminder. Watch the Bible That's my one year anniversary. There you go. Go back All and work. watch. Clara, read the Bible. No, <laughs> you need to read the Bible. And by the way, babes, if you're not reading the Bible, what are you doing? If you really, really want to dive, truly dive in, yes, hearing these summations are, are a nice little intro. But there's nothing like putting your eyes to the text. It's a whole other form of learning. Hmm. Clara. That's why, of course, you don't remember. It's too much. You need to read the text if you really want to learn. But uh, the point is, seek good, not evil, that you may live. Seek good. Constantly seek the Lord in everything you do. The more you do it, it becomes involuntary.
1: It's a habit.
0: But again, at this point, I'm, I'm talking about me as a brother, in, as a sister, as a sister in Christ. But that's not how Amos is addressing them. Amos is basically saying he's coming after next for the idol worshiping. And yes, he's referring to those things in order for our meat bodies to not be driven to the evil deeds. He he has to simplify it. Good, evil. Again like children. This is good, this is evil. I feel like now the, the more we progress, the postmodern humans progress, nuance is everything. Mm. Everything's on a spectrum. It's not good or bad. Who's to say your thing is good and who's to say my thing is bad? What can I tell you? This is my, this is my, this, this is my source text. I, it's my truth. It's, it's quite literally my truth. <laughs> and this is my show. <laughs> so, you know, maybe you could have a show. Send me the link. I'll five stars it on iTunes, Apple. I'll do it for you. If 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 goodness is something else for you, okay. I'm here to tell you what the Lord tells us through Amos, through his prophets. Anyways, moving right along. We're almost done. Ooh, Clara's looking at me like wrap it up. No, don't lie. Oh, no, she's not.
1: I'm literally I'm literally like this right now. (laughs)
0: Like a boba. Are you high? (laughs) No. i'm sorry Does no, she just look a little drowsy maybe benadryl did you take a benadryl before this <laughs> okay sorry guys uh wow i feel uncomfortable maybe lack of sleep oh oh hey now <laughs> hey now hey now oh, a my <laughs> <over>. <laughs> oh my god back into the story how's this episode going it's good i'm having fun okay <laughs> oh my god i hope so we're approaching the last chunk of the book of amos And Amos lets the people know that because they have ignored him, because they have ignored all the prophets that came before him, the Lord has something prepared and it's already happening. If it feels like you've already heard me say it, it's because you have in previous episodes, okay? We're looking at it through another person's perspective, okay? Uh, he says, he announces the day of the Lord, okay? The day of the Lord is going to be the day where an enemy nation, another nation is going to take the Israelites captive and bring them to their ultimate fall, In other words, Amos prophesies that Israel is going to be conquered by a much stronger nation and the Israelites will experience an exile. Mm -hmm. Wink, 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 wink. I can't wink with my left eye. Wink, wink, guys. We already know that this prophecy comes true. We know it because we read a little bit of Isaiah already. We know that 40 years from where uh, Amos is prophesying, the Assyrians take over Israel. And don't even get me started with the Babylonians. You know? <laughs> like, these, these prophecies all come true. They're historically accurate. Historically. And then now with the war, we hear about Assyria and Syrians. Like, every time I see the word in Israel is involved now, like, every time I see it, I'm like, oh, my gosh, this is like eerily accurate. The last chapters of Amos, chapters seven to nine, are more of the prophet's visions, you know? So we know that prophetic speech comes in a couple forms, and one of them are visions. Amos, or his editors, paint the picture of what the day of the Lord will look like. They say, or Amos says, it'll look like a swarm of locusts and fire, they even say in a couple of verses that the people are going to be eaten alive like fruit. Wow. Again, this is a vision. Okay. So he could really alive license. by who? That's a very good question. By the demise. It's a vision. It's a vision. Yeah. So it um remember when I said in Isaiah that prophetic visions aren't bound by time or mm. even conscious reality, even hello, enter those, you know. The seraph creatures and and things like that. That Amos is having a vision, so there's artistic license there. He's tripping. No, he's not tripping, Clara. No, this is not <gasps> this is not my old show, Clara. It's a new <laughs> show. I'm turning over a new leaf. <laughs> okay, geez, Louise. Anyways, so he says that uh, uh, they're going to be eaten alive like ripened fruit. Wow. Okay. And because of these prophecies going public, right? Israel's publicist, the priest of Bethel, okay? His name was Amaziah, or as I like to call him, Mr. Amaziah. He's their publicist, so he was like, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Amos is talking way too loud right now. He is saying way too many scary things, talking about locusts and fires and eating us alive like a ripe banana. We can't have that happen. Let's go into some scripture. Okay, so we're going to go to Amos chapter 7, verses uh, 10 to 15. Then Amaziah, the priest of Bethel, sent to Jeroboam, king of Israel, saying, Amos has conspired against you in the midst of the house of Israel. The land is not able to bear all of his words. For thus Amos has said, Jeroboam shall die by the sword and did and did sorry, <laughs> and, and Israel must go into exile away from his land. And Amaziah said to Amos, O oh, seer, go, flee away to the land of Judah and eat bread there and prophesy there, but never again prophesy at Bethel, for it is the king's sanctuary and it is a temple of the kingdom. Then Amos answered and said to Amaziah, I was no prophet nor a prophet's son, but I was a herdsman and a dresser of sycamore figs. But the Lord took me from following the flock. And the Lord said to me, go prophesy to my people Israel. (sighs) Okay, we got to say that one more time. Then Amos answered and said to Amaziah, I was no prophet nor a prophet's son. But I was a herdsman and a dresser of sycamore trees, or sycamore figs. But the Lord took me from following the flock, and the Lord said to me, go prophesy to my people, Israel. Doesn't that bring you comfort, Bible babes? Like, that verse brings me so comfort. How many times have you felt inadequate? How many times have you felt insecure about a certain position, you know what I'm saying? And in that and in that verse he's telling Amaziah who's telling him to leave. He's saying, "Hey, hey buddy. You think this is what I you think this is what I planned to do? You think it brings me joy to tell you guys this? My brothers? No. In fact, a couple years ago, I was sitting by a sycamore tree counting the hairs on my head. You know? But no, the Lord wanted me in Israel, not in Judah. Don't tell me where to go. Mm. You know, I listen, I, I listen to one commander here and that's the Lord. And I don't know, it's really affirming for anyone who's been like uh, um, kind of uh, insecure about a certain assignment they've taken on, or maybe their call. Maybe they think, uh, maybe he dialed the wrong number. Yeah. Maybe you meant the next room, you know, no, he meant you, he meant you. This is your assignment. Hmm. I don't know. But also, Amos says, also brace yourself for what's about to happen because it's about to get ugly. Oh, boy. You know what I'm saying? Anyways, the last verse ends on hope in restoration after the destruction, kind of like a lot of these prophetic books. I think it's good to add a little sweetness to the bitterness, you know? And which also leads me to think that maybe, maybe Amos his like didn't write this maybe those that came after finessed a little bit who knows Mm -hmm. we don't know we don't know we don't know you're saying stuff that i read okay um amos chapter 9 verses 13 to 15 depicts this sense of hope for the people it says behold the days are coming declares the lord when the plowmen shall overtake the reaper and the treader of grapes him who sows the seed the mountains shall drip sweet wine and all the hills shall flow within it i will restore the fortunes of my people israel and they shall rebuild the ruined cities and inhabit them they shall plant vineyards and drink their wine and they shall make gardens and eat their fruit I will plant them on their land, and they shall never again be uprooted out of the land that I have given them," says the Lord your God. Can I get an amen? I mean, hey now. Oh, hey man, hey now, oh, <laughs> <Yeah>. hey. <Ooh>. <laughs> <laughs> Clara, what song were you singing? <laughs> what Spanish song starts? I said with?
1: amen. I said amen.
0: Oh, I thought you were saying amen. No, amen. Yes, amen. You like, "Can I get
1: an
0: amen?" No, was like, so let's let's rewind this. Can I get an amen? Amen. Can I get an amen with more enthusiasm? <laughs> Please, a little more enthusiasm. Amen. There we go. Thank you, honey. Moral of the story is, God is a God of justice. And sharing the news of the Lord's justice is a part of our divine calling. That call, it's a gift. And with that gift comes a huge responsibility. But what do I know? I'm a born-again, psychedelic Christian whose past is far from squeaky clean. I mean, here we are a year into this podcast, and sometimes I can't even believe that I am the host of a Bible show But like Amos declared in chapter 7, verses 14 to 15, the Lord had a specific plan for him to prophesy in Israel. You may have heard the phrase, God doesn't call the equipped. He equips the called. And that phrase encourages me when I feel inadequate or insecure about my gifts. The whole point of having a gift is to express gratitude to our our God, Yahweh, you know? and in turn, share it with others. Not sharing your gift is in violation of God's law. Hi, Tangie. Not sharing your bread with those less fortunate is also a violation of God's justice. <gasps> Ooh. Hey, Father. How'd I do? I, no, I, 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 you said I used to be, I used to be psychedelic Christian, not anymore. Not anymore. No, 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 no. Just Christian. Regular old Christian Yahweh. Yeah, I love you.